What's up, everyone, and welcome to the Young Adult Podcast, where we'll be engaging in weekly conversations around the amazing, tough, fun, weird, but extremely important and defining season of your 20s, and hopefully bring a little bit of a biblical perspective. Uh, my name is Andrew Matrone. I'll be your host today, along with my co-host, Connor Grimm. What's up, everybody? Connor's rocking his uh, his relevant glasses today. My relevant glasses? Yeah, like... Uh, all the cool relevant guys wear those glasses. Also known as eyeglasses. Yeah. Uh, Connor and I are both young adult pastors at Red Rocks Church in Denver, Colorado. Uh, man, we love and believe in this age group and want to see this group not only thrive in life right now, but set yourself up to thrive throughout your 30s, 40s, and beyond. Uh, and our goal of this podcast is to dive into conversations that will hopefully push you, challenge you, and inspire you to begin to walk in the fullness of who God created you to be, which we will be believe, which we believe will make you the most effective for the kingdom of God. Uh, but let's go ahead and dive into this week's episode titled "Passion versus Purpose." Bum, bum, bum. Passion versus purpose. Um, you know, in our ministry, in the age group that we work with, we get a lot of questions about uh, my calling and my purpose. And what am I supposed to do? I'm not passionate about what I'm doing right now. I feel like these are half my conversations. Would you agree? Oh, yeah. I mean, so many people that are fresh out of college, working their first job, and they don't find purpose in working at McDonald's or Abercrombie. So that's even still a story. Yeah, because I'm not passionate about it. And I I read a a stat today uh, that 17 out of the top 20 books sold on Amazon in 2019 were self-help books. Uh, so in other words, people want to know, why am I here? What's my purpose? How do I not feel all the things about my life that I currently feel? And I think a lot of 20-somethings feel lost because they're not doing the thing that they want to be doing in their life. They feel really confused. I feel like there's more in me. I'm not passionate about the thing that I'm doing. And people tend to feel like if I could just do what I'm passionate about doing, my life would be so much better because I feel like we've heard the statement so many times throughout our lives to chase your passion, to follow your passion or do what you love and you'll never work another day in your life. Yeah. We've kind of been inundated with that thought of chase the thing that makes you happy that you're most passionate about. Do that. Yeah, that's a great sentiment and a great thought, but I feel like I get an opportunity to do what I love, and there are times where it still feels like work. Right. Um, so I think, but I think more importantly, the moment that you let what you do be the most defining thing about you, you're setting yourself up to feel lost and to feel empty. And so whenever I have these conversations with young adults, and it's real, like the stress of purpose, the stress of What am I here for? Like, should I pursue my passion or should I do what I got a degree in? Like, I want to be an artist, but I got a degree in engineering. Like, what do I do? I think it comes down to this. And this is what I always tell people, and it sounds so simple. But when I was in sort of a similar season of life, I genuinely felt like God gave me um, three specific verses. Uh, Psalm 16, they were all 16, Matthew 16, and I want to say Hebrews 11, 16. But uh, Matthew 16 says this, it says, Jesus was talking to his disciples and he said, anybody who intends to come with me has to let me lead. You're not in the driver's seat, I am. 
Don't run from suffering, but embrace it. Follow me and I'll show you how. Now, this is where he really starts to talk about purpose. He says, self-help actually isn't any help at all, but self-sacrifice is the way. It's my way to finding yourself and finding your true self. What kind of deal is it to get everything you've ever wanted, but to lose yourself? Or what could you ever trade for your soul? And I think that's such an amazing picture of purpose because I think so often we wrap up our purpose in our vocation or what we're doing. But Jesus actually says you can get everything that you want, but still lose yourself and still feel purposeless. And so Mm. I think just coming from that perspective of so many people looking for purpose, I think the conversation kind of has to go to is, well, where are you looking for purpose from? Or like, what Mm. are you trying to find fulfillment in? How are you trying to fill that void of purpose? Yeah, no, that's really good. And I think that I've learned in life is don't chase your passion chase your purpose because your purpose should never change and your purpose can never be taken from you. Yeah. Like once God has created you, he's created you with, with purpose. Yeah. Um, and, and that should never change and that can never be taken from you. So when you understand your purpose, that's usually where your passion comes from. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Cause if I'm fully walking in who God called me to be in my true identity and my true purpose, then I'm going to be super passionate about the things that I do in life. But I think the biggest question that we get all the time is like, so what is my purpose then? Yeah. (laughs) And I think when it comes to that question, it's real. So you don't want to minimize it. But uh, the way you define things, like words are so important. And I think that when we define purpose, I think most of us are asking most of the time for maybe like a vocation. What am I going to be spending the rest of my life doing? But God actually defines purpose in a totally different way. Mm -hmm. And he lays out purpose for literally every single human being throughout the story of the Bible and the Gospels. The first thing when it comes to purpose is simply this, know Jesus. The last Mm -hmm. podcast we talked about uh, mentioned John 17, 3. But Jesus says, hey, this is eternal life, meaning this is the point of life. It's to know God and to know me. Then the second thing when it comes to purpose is... Well, let's let's, let's stop right there because I think that's... That's like everything. Everything. Right? If, if you really think about it, um, if, if you're listening to this podcast, you don't know Jesus. His even if you're 80 years old, his still one goal for you is to find him. Is just to find him. Yes. And and if you haven't found that yet, we would believe from what we know about God and our personal relationship with him that you will always find yourself. Searching. Searching. The Bible says that he has put eternity in the hearts of men. And I think that's such a layered statement. But I think that I'm going to make a bold statement. If you even if you don't know Jesus and you feel like you've found your purpose, I feel like you haven't even begun to scratch the surface Mm -hmm. until you understand what a relationship with Jesus is and what it does for you as a person. Mm -hmm. The, The point of life, Jesus literally says is to know God. Mm-hmm. If if that's all you accomplish in your life, as a young adult listening to this through your 20s, 30s, 40s, however long you live, if the only thing that you quote unquote accomplish or whatever is you know Jesus. Yeah, you found him. You found the purpose of life. Yeah. You've discovered it. So, yeah, it's vital. 
but he kind of goes in a little more detail because he created us to be vocational. He, he created us to be beings that are known, that have the capacity to do. Mm-hmm. And so he tells us to follow him. In Matthew 16, we just read it. He said, okay, the, know me, that's the purpose, but also follow me. Give your life away for me and for others, and you'll find your true self. Mm-hmm. And I think another thing when it comes to framing this question of purpose is what is kind of in it for me. Like, Mm -hmm. what do I do or what do I have to do to find some sort of self-fulfillment? And the kingdom of God, it feels like, is always upside down. Jesus is like, hey, you want to find fulfillment? Go serve other people. Right. You know? Yeah, it's not about what... The the world defines it by what we gather. The kingdom of God is about what what you give. Yeah. What you're giving of yourself. Because Jesus gave of himself. Emptied himself. Yeah, that's how Jesus found purpose on Absolutely. this earth. He emptied himself all the way to being cursed on a tree by being hung yeah. on a cross. And I mean, he said that multiple times, like for this, I came to give myself as yeah. a sacrifice. And so when it comes to purpose, know Jesus, follow him. And then literally the last thing, the great commission, Matthew 28, go make disciples, basically find Jesus, follow Jesus and tell people about Jesus. Yeah. And I, if I could have like a dollar for every disappointed look I get when I have those conversations with people where they're like, how do I know my purpose? And I, I tell them these three right. things. I, I feel like it sounds like such a Christian cop out answer. Yeah. You know, like, mm-hmm. no, but you know what I mean? like, really? But I'm like, no, really? Like if you if you really want to know your purpose, do those three things. Find Jesus, get to know him better every day, follow him and tell people about him because he lays it out for us. But I think we are so, uh, I don't know, just maybe driven that we're like, it can't be that easy. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even just personally, I don't know about you, but the times where I feel most fulfilled in my life is when really I just kind of dumb it down to those three things. Like, how's my relationship with Jesus doing? Am, am I getting to know him more? Am I following him with everything that I have? And then am I making a conscious effort to either talk about through conversation or the way I live? Do I share him with other people? You know, right. and that's when I feel most fulfilled. It's when I feel like my life has the most purpose that it has had before. Right. Because when you're doing something that you're, quote unquote, passionate about, but those kind of things aren't in order, you feel off. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. You feel you kind of use the illustration of the um, oh, my gosh, with the bookshelf, you know, right. It's like you you can still have thing. You can have the right things in your life. You can have Jesus in your life and a job and a career and a relationship. But the order matters. And Jesus kind of lays out the order for us. of right. Know God, follow him, share him. And then it, it, you'll just be amazed at how much purpose and fulfillment because God wants you to have a great job. He yeah. wants you to have amazing relationships. But none of that will fall into place the way it should yeah. until you really understand where your purpose comes from. Hmm. No, that, that's really good. I, I think that I, I even being a Christian for the amount of time that I have, I feel like I still find myself having to come back to Every this day. principle. Every day. Yeah. Because yeah. it's interesting. when It's like when, you're, uh, when your soul's not in order, you're looking for other things to fulfill that, yeah. right? Like, and and I think that God's always trying to get us back to that equilibrium of like resetting our heart and resetting our soul because everything that you do will be a fruitful byproduct of that. But if your soul is not in order, your heart's not in order, you're going to be trying to 
for that job and that relationship, whatever, to be the thing that yeah. brings you what it is that you're looking and for. And it can't ever give you what you want from it. You know, yeah. like we see it all the time. Like people give their whole life to becoming something or achieving some job or achieving some goal. And it feels great in the moment. And But you kind of like in the back of your mind, like realize like, man, like this is great. But I really thought this had just a little bit more. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And that's just disordered passions, like disordered. I think it was St. Augustine wrote a whole like essay on like unordered passions or disorder. Somebody's going to fact check me on that. But <laughs> <laughs> save, save it. But yeah, uh, but yeah that, that it's huge. It's yeah. huge when it comes to your purpose and knowing why you're here and what you should do. Yeah, and I think that goes back to our original reason why we want to talk about this because there are just so many people really any age group but in our context there's a lot of 20 somethings who who find themselves feeling quite dissatisfied because of like the work that you're doing and maybe even more so now because of how many people have been laid off yeah it's like i actually had a job that i did like but now i'm doing grubhub yeah and people are tipping me four (laughs) percent like yeah um and so i think that there's this age group has been most affected in this season with COVID as far as jobs are concerned. Yeah. So there's a lot of people who maybe were doing the thing that you loved, but now you're doing the thing that you just absolutely hate. Yeah. Just, yeah. Yeah. I think, I do think it is definitely important that you are happy with and um, love what you do. Cause realistically you're going to spend the majority of your life doing that thing. Mm-hmm. I just think when we give it the wrong weight, when we give it the wrong importance, when we, when we put it, out of order that's when you can have your dream job and still feel like you're wandering through life with zero direction zero purpose zero passion um, because the heart of what god designed you for isn't that job necessarily it's everything we talked about a few minutes ago right yeah we've put our job and our career on a giant pedestal yeah and it's kind of become an idol for us absolutely And so the second you lose it you've lost all your identity yeah you have an identity crisis yeah Mm -hmm. For yeah. sure. So I think a few thoughts when it when it comes to this, and um, if, if you're taking notes, I think write write these down. But number one is this: is that purpose should always precede passion. Purpose should always precede passion. So your purpose needs to lead and be the driver, because if purpose is there, then passion will usually follow. Yeah, I think I, I think about so many things when I hear that. Like um, even for myself, like. The Enneagram. Some people love the Enneagram. Some people hate it. What are you? I'm a four. You're four. I'm I'm like the emo kid. (laughs) (laughs) Is that why you wear black all the time? Maybe. Yeah. I'm just (laughs) my inner feelings coming Uh, out. Um, No, but I think like your when your purpose always precedes your passion. Everybody in life has the same purpose. We talked about Mm -hmm. that. But passion is when your individuality really gets to manifest itself in that purpose. Yeah. So for me, somebody that fe- that is a little more introverted, a little more ethereal in my head, I love to create things. What well, I might not be good at it, but whether that's like writing sermons or designing things, like I love that. That makes me come alive. For somebody else, they can have the exact same purpose in life that I do. Um, know Jesus, follow him, share him. And that manifests itself in a totally different way. Right. Whether that's leading a company, leading a business, um, being a barista, like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's the beauty of knowing your purpose and finding your passion is that it opens up the world to the possibility that God specifically created you uniquely for. Right. 
Yeah, and I think that leads to our, our other point is that your passion can change, but your purpose shouldn't. Like, your passions are constantly changing. Constantly. Two years ago, I was diehard, absolutely passionate about youth ministry. And then God started shifting some things in my heart because of uh, some things that had happened, some circumstances. And now I'm diehard passionate about uh, young adult ministry. And I think that as we change and grow, our passions change and grow. Yes. If you're a 19-year-old listening to this right now, your passions are probably going to change. And they're probably going to change because you're changing. God is constantly working on you. God is... Uh, you're going to go through some tough situations in life where the thing that you're passionate about right now, you might care less about oh, yeah. in, in 10 years. And, and that's why I think your your passion can change. That's okay. That's great. But if that's why if your passion is your driver, you're never going to allow yourself to see that there might be something outside of what I'm currently doing because you're going to be so stuck in this one thing because this is what I'm passionate about. I have to devote my entire life to it. I just don't think that you do. You devote no. your life to your purpose. Yeah. And just like the thing before, then your your passion begins to, to follow. Oh, yeah. I think if I were to live my whole life with all the passions that I've had, I would be like a 10-time Super Bowl winning wide receiver <laughs> while also being like a five-star Michelin chef. Right. While, you know, starting all these different businesses and clothing companies like – yeah, like you said, as you grow, like, for example, even as a dad, I, you know, I have a five-month-old. I never thought in a million years I would be passionate about, like, a daycare or, you know, j- just, like, kid <laughs> stuff, like a car seat, yeah. you know. But, yeah. like, I had a kid and my passion changed. I want the best for my daughter. Right. And never in a million years, even two years ago, was my thought process towards providing the best for my daughter. But now new new perspective new situation new passion and that's mm-hmm. great like god made it that way like we're, yeah. it's supposed to change and i think that sometimes there are people who have a call on their life feel pushed in a certain direction and maybe they walk through that and that's awesome i don't think that's the majority that's not my story um and that's not how i feel like god necessarily works i think life is so seasonal and you can have passion and purpose in this season, and then God transitions you, and your passion changes, but your purpose stays the same. And it's not being fake, or it's not being confused. It's it's sometimes following the lead of the Holy Spirit in yeah. your life. You know? Yeah. No, I I think that's so good because I've just seen myself so many times um, of like certain situations call for different passions. The same thing about yeah. uh, what you said about being a father. I'm like, look. Right now, my purpose is to be the best father that I, I'm called to be. I literally read today in Ephesians about as a husband who you're called to be, as a wife who you're called to be. Um, if you're a, a servant or a child, like who you are called to be, that God is calling you to be. And so I know that right now my purpose is to put food on the table for my children. And so there are things that I might do in my life or I don't get to do anything that I'm really passionate about, but my yeah. purpose is to follow the call of God on my life to be a father and to protect and to provide for for my family. So I, I think to people listening, like you have, you've maybe put your passion on such a pedestal and I think be okay to allow your passions 
to change. Yeah. But don't be okay to allow your purpose to change. Yeah, you're not fake. That That's one thing that I feel so – I wrestle with so much is like a, as a four on the Enneagram, one of my things that I actually took away, a positive thing, is that I desire to be like authentic and authentically known. Right. And I'm like, man, if I'm all in on this for a year or two but that changes, am I like fake? Mm-hmm. You know, and it's not fake. No, you're just growing. Mm-hmm. You know, and in the words of uh, the girl from Bridesmaid, uh, if you're growing, then you're changing, you know? <laughs> <laughs> I've never watched that movie. It's, I'm just kidding. It's terrible. Don't watch yeah. it. Yeah. I think Zach, Zach watches that movie. Huh? Every day he tells me. Yeah. yeah. Always a bridesmaid, never a bride, you know? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, I, I had this thought that a lot of life is lived not living out your passions. Yeah. Um, and that might sound really morbid, and discouraging, but I, I think that it should like free you up a little bit. That a lot of your life is just not lived um, by living out your passions, because the reality is like sometimes I'm not always passionate about the work that I do. Yeah, like I I love young adult ministry. Um, I love preaching, but there's sometimes more weeks than not where I'm like I'm not passionate about yeah. this. I'm 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 not passionate about certain things or. Um, Sometimes I'm not always passionate about about being a, a dad or a husband, um, but I wrote this down that you not living out your passion though doesn't give you an excuse to not live with passion. I'll yeah. say that again: you not living out your passion doesn't give you an excuse to not live with passion. So I may not feel super passionate about my job in certain situations or seasons or or being a husband or being a father. But that doesn't give me an excuse to not still be extremely to to do it with passion. Yeah. Because God has called us to to be faithful in the things that He's given us, whether it's the thing that we always dreamed of or it's the thing that we absolutely hate. Yeah. Right? I think as humans we tie passion to fulfillment. And I think if we can get the purpose and the passion, the definitions right, then it doesn't matter what situation or season you find yourself in, you can find passion. Because Really, fulfillment isn't linked to passion. It's it's linked to purpose. And, mm-hmm. and as we said, if you have a breath, you have purpose. Right. No matter what you're doing, if you're bagging groceries or if you're running a company, if you have a breath, you have purpose. Mm-hmm. Know Jesus, follow him, share him. That is your purpose. And if you are li- living that out, regardless <clears throat> of your season or situation, there is opportunity. One, that's where you'll find fulfillment. Two, there will be passion there. Jesus will right. bring joy. He'll bring um, hope. He'll bring you peace. He, he'll give you everything you need in that season. And so the mistake is, and that's what this whole point of this episode is, chasing your passion will not lead you to fulfillment. It'll right. actually lead you to feel confused. Mm-hmm. Living with purpose, regardless of your season, will actually kind of bring your passion along with you. Right. And then every once in a while, in some seasons of life, you'll get an opportunity to do and discover something that makes you come alive. Yeah. Just naturally. Yeah. And I, I think what I don't want people to hear from this episode is hopefully you've kept listening so I can get this balancing <laughs> statement is that uh, we're not trying to debunk that passion or or dreams are bad things. Absolutely or to, not. To, to look for things and, and to, to pray that God would allow you to work in an area where you get to be passionate. But I think our goal is to, to try mm-hmm. to challenge you on the thinking of 
that your your passion shouldn't be your driver because it's gonna fade yeah. in seasons yeah. and in moments. Uh, but purpose, like we said, doesn't fade. And I, I've talked with a bunch of young adults uh, who are like, "Man, I just I hate my job. I hate showing up. I hate my boss. I hate working." And I'm like, "Yes, but listen, you still have a call of God on your life to work unto Him." Yeah. And and maybe you hate working where you work, but God has still called you um, and has set a purpose before you to everything you do in your job that you hate to still work to him. So if I'm just not passionate about it, I don't want to do it. So I'm not going to work hard. I'm not going to show up on time. You're not only doing a disservice to yourself, but you're doing a disservice to God and the company that you're working for. Yeah, and the, you know? and the people. Because sometimes the reality is your job might not be about your job. Like right. God might have put you at a job that you hate for a season specifically because there is somebody he wants you to reach at Amen. that job. And I think I, I worked as a server at the Alamo Draft House in Stephen City, Virginia, uh, saving up to move out here. I worked like three jobs at one time, saving up enough money to move out to Denver. And I... I actually love the people that I worked with. I hated that job. I, it was always from like five in the evening to like two in the morning. But I honestly felt like I was there because there were people that desperately yeah. needed Jesus. And and I wish I could say that I got the whole building saved and whatever. That's not the case. But sometimes I think we, we think too small. Like uh, sometimes it's not about us. Like God might have you at your job, not for your job, but for mm -hmm. a person at your job, yeah. you know? And, and again, just going back to purpose. Like if you can make it through and, and find fulfillment in your purpose, passion will come regardless of what you're doing. Right. And remembering too that it's also about what God's trying to do in you. Yeah. And I think that um, God will put you it's, it's the same thing with, like, with generosity. Like, if you can't be generous with $20,000, you're probably not going to be generous with $120,000. Yeah. So if you can't figure out how to find your purpose um, in the small things, you're probably not going to figure out how to find purpose in the big things. It's it's, it's an issue of, of your heart, I think, in, in yeah. a lot of levels. Um and so I think that that God's trying to do something. It's just the principle that I think of, of this building principle we talked about in episode one, that um, God's trying to build something in you that just can't be built overnight. And he's trying to, to challenge you and push you. Um, because if you can't figure out how to find purpose in this, don't think that you're going to find purpose 10 years down the road because you're doing the thing that you love. Yeah. So. No, that's good. Yeah. Um, I, I think that, for a lot of people, when I have these conversations of like, man, I, I just feel like I'm in a dead end job. I feel like I don't have any clarity. What do you think that I should do? And kind of like you said, I kind of find myself giving them the same answer. They walk away like, yeah, but there's got to be, be more to it. And I, yeah. I call it uh, the, the proximity principle. And I'm sure somebody else already has the proximity principle principle to find some other way. But um, so my family, we love Target. My son loves Target more than <laughs> any of us. Um, but what my love is, my son loves most about Target is the doors at Target when you walk up to them and they open on their own, right? He, he thinks awesome. it's magic. That's awesome. Um, but what he doesn't know is there's a sensor is that the closer yeah. I, he gets to the door, 
the door's going to open. Yeah. If you're in the parking lot, the door won't open. The door's open with proximity. Yeah, that's and, good. And I, I think it's the same thing in a relationship with Jesus. Like the closer I am to Jesus, the more clear my purpose is going to be. Yeah. The, the closer I am to Jesus, the more clarity I'm going to have in my life. The closer I am to Jesus, doors begin to open. And guess what at Target? The next door is only like five feet away. Yeah. And so it's like all of a sudden you start to to be close to Jesus, doors begin to open, you have clarity, you're seeing things differently. Um, and I think that's the same thing with with this season of life of trying to find like my my purpose in this life is that your proximity to Jesus matters. You've matters had no proximity to Jesus in this season and you wonder why you're so confused because the word of God, um, not everything is laid out perfectly, but there are a lot of things in here that do lay out of like, this is who God is calling you to be. Yeah. But if you're not engaged with him, you'll find yourself very confused. Yeah. You'll be, you'll be wandering around like the, the children of Israel in the desert. Like the path, I, I can't remember the exact stats, but I want to say it was like, like a two to three day or maybe like a week's walk, yeah. or like a month's walk. And they spent 40 years wandering in the desert it's not you're probably not as far away as you think you are mm. but if you don't have that proximity to jesus it'll take you 40 years to get there because right. like kind of like what we talked about in episode one it's about who you're becoming the foundation that you're laying god not that he doesn't care because he does but he's more concerned about who you're becoming right. and if you know him rather than getting you to where you think you need to be yeah so you had said a, 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 a quote earlier. We were talking earlier. What was it? So I think it was from Brooke. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. It, I was watching. Really profound. She, she's one of the most spiritually tuned in people, I feel like, in the world. Um, Good for I, her. Seriously, I know. I'm like, I read my Bible and I'm like, what? Like, yeah. <laughs> she reads her Bible and could write 40 songs from uh -huh. it. Um, no, she was getting interviewed at, I want to say, like a conference. And it was just like a sit-down talk. She wasn't given a message. And uh, the guy asked her, so, hey, we live in like a generation full of dreamers, like people with potential that are going to take God's kingdom further. Like, what advice do you have for people um, about pursuing their dreams? And her answer really kind of caught me off guard at first, but it makes a lot of sense. Her, her answer was, don't do that. Like, don't pursue your dreams, because no matter how grand you think your dreams are, in comparison to following Jesus, they're they're small. Mm -hmm. And so her answer was, don't follow your dreams, follow Jesus. Yeah. And you'll end up in a place in life that you could have never imagined in your wildest dreams. Yeah. And so it's it sounds scary. Like it, at first that sounds nice, but then it's scary because you're literally letting go of control of something that you might feel very passionate about. But man, Jesus will take you further into places you never could get to on your own. Um, and the and the cool thing is it'll be aligned with purpose and fulfillment because you're following him. Yeah. And that's a key to discovering your purpose yeah. is you're following him and not yourself. So, you are, Connor, are you telling people to kill their dreams? I'm telling you to never dream another dream again because they're <laughs> a waste of time. No, I'm not saying that at all. I think God gives you dreams um, to, to direct you sometimes, yeah. to give you ideas and inspiration. It's, uh, it all goes back to order. Whenever your dream becomes an idol, it's going to be something that has to be taken away until you can 
get things in their proper place. Yeah. And so dreams are great. I, God speaks to me. God gives me dreams. Um, but I will know, too, I can be neck deep in researching and praying about my dream. But when my dream has taken the place of knowing Jesus, following him and sharing him, I feel pretty empty about that dream and, and lose steam on it pretty quick. So. Yeah. Well, I think that like Scripture says God wants to give you the desires of your heart. Absolutely. But what happens is when we have close proximity to Jesus, we begin to understand his heart for us and our heart begins to align with him. Yeah. So all of a sudden, like his desires for us become our desires yeah. for ourselves. Um, and then all of a sudden we start dreaming in accordance to, to Jesus Christ <coughs> and what he has for us. And I think that's the sweet spot. Um, and I think sometimes God allows you to have seasons of dreaming where he's not going to send you into that promised land. Yeah. Um, but sometimes God allows doors to seem open for a moment to reaffirm where you're at. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I think that's always an important thing. I've always thought about doors being open as sometimes God's allowing it for me to walk through, but sometimes God is allowing it for me to reaffirm where I'm currently at in my life. But if you're not in close proximity with Jesus, you're going to find yourself missing that. Oh, yeah. And just to kind of, I don't know, my one of my final thoughts on this is, and the cool thing about passions and following Jesus is when you follow Jesus, it's really true. It's easy. And what mm-hmm. I mean by that isn't you don't face difficulties in life. But Jesus says, my, my yoke is light. My burden right. is easy. You don't have to kick doors down. You don't have, you might have to step into an opportunity that God presents to you, but you don't have to scratch and claw your way to get to where you think you have to go. When you follow Jesus, he literally will make a way for you. And it's easy. Like you can go to bed at night trusting him Mm -hmm. and not having to strategize your next move. Like, you know what? There's, there's peace in your home and peace in your heart. And the older I get, the more I realize, man, peace is invaluable. Mm -hmm. Um, And when you follow Jesus and you make his purposes, your purposes, you'll just find in life. It's not that you'll never struggle. You'll struggle. You'll face hardship, but there'll be an ease to life um, that you just can't experience unless you follow me. When Jesus said it, follow me. My yoke is easy. My burden's light. And it's true. It really is. Yeah. The, the time that I've felt like I'm just most in sync with Jesus and life and my purpose is when I'm, like you said, I'm just closest to him. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Oh, that's so good. So your purpose should always precede passion. Your passion can change, but your purpose shouldn't. Um yeah, I think that kind of – I think we've beat that on plenty today. <laughs> yeah. uh, but ho- hopefully hopefully hearing that, hopefully you've, you've been challenged by that. Um, you know, get close to Jesus, understand what his purpose is for your life, and I promise you'll find yourself being more passionate than ever. Yeah, you will be pleasantly surprised where yeah. you end up. Connor, why don't you pray for us? All right, let's pray, everybody. All right, Jesus, we love you so much. And it is such an honor to get an opportunity to spend uh, a few minutes with young adults at our church and maybe some people that are listening elsewhere. God, my prayer is that today um, people can find their purpose in you. 
if there's anybody out there who doesn't know Jesus, God, you're easy to find. We just call out to you and you answer. And so my prayer is that people can begin that process of purpose by finding you, Jesus, by following you, and then by sharing you with other people. Um, and today, God, I pray if there's any young adult out there wrestling with their passion or what should I do in life, just to lean into you, to, to really take these words to heart. I feel like we beat this drum a lot, um, but be close to Jesus and you'll wind up where you want to be, where God wants you to be. And so anybody that's struggling with that, I pray, God, that they would take that challenge to lean into you just a little more close maybe than they did yesterday and to allow your peace um, that surpasses understanding to guide them and guard them as they move forward. And so, Jesus, we love you. Thank you for everything that you've done for us. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Yeah, and I think uh, real quick before we end, someone might be saying, how do I have close proximity to Jesus? Uh, we believe getting in, in the Word of God. Uh, start one of the Gospels, maybe John. It's the shortest Gospel, but it tells the story of Jesus and his life. Uh, you've ever wondered um, how God thinks about you? Look at the life of Jesus, uh, reading the gospel. Uh, spend time in prayer and journaling. Um, go to the, what's, what's the, what's the Bible? The version yeah, Bible. Yeah. Download that on your phone. Um, and they have the verse of the day. Maybe you haven't read scripture at all. Open that up every morning. It gives you the verse of the day. And yeah. kind of meditate on that. And uh, you'll start to feel closer to Jesus and things I think will begin to change. But Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hey, thank you all for joining us for episode two of the Young Adult Podcast. Love you guys, and we will see you next time. All right, we're out. Peace.